Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 13 of Fed Heads. I'm Fed Head Francis Rose. And I'm Fed Head Robert Shea. It's great to see you again, my friend. Great to see you again. The weather's finally beautiful. Uh, it is. It's terrific. And springtime in Washington is my favorite season. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of that going around. Um, it is also when we see one of your favorite documents of the year. Is that the GAO strategic plan? Bingo! I wish oh. I had. A, I wish I had like a bell. That's right. You know, it's the, not my favorite time of year. It's my favorite era of the strategic planning cycle. Why so? Well, because I think it's the one document that really captures the major challenges that are impacting the government and the nation as a whole Mm -hmm. and the trends that we ought to be paying attention to um, in the years and decades ahead. Stephen Sanford of the Government Accountability Office is uh, one guest on FedHeads today. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Pleasure to be here. Stacy Selekis of uh, Grant Thornton's here as well. Thank you for coming in. Uh, All right. The the business at hand is the uh, strategic plan of the Government Accountability Office. Um, Stephen, tell me what the point of it is. What's the exercise that you go through to develop this and produce it? Yeah, Francis, thanks. So every four years, GAO uh, produces its strategic plan, like uh, a lot of federal agencies. We're on the same cycle, and it's really our roadmap for how we're going to serve Congress in the next four years. Uh, GAO's uh, a watchdog uh, agency for the federal government. We're in the legislative branch, and we use this plan to help um, guide us as we're going to um, meet Congress's needs in the coming years. So... Strategic plans are really important in my view. Really helps an organization articulate its mission, set the goals for what it's going to accomplish and how it's going to measure that over time. But they're also subject to a lot of ridicule. People spend a lot of time getting the words right, publishing a glossy document that rests on the shelf. How are you going to make this real? One of the things we do is in the production of the plan, we're really engaged with people throughout GAO, and we get their involvement. Uh, The plan is built up uh, kind of from the ground up, working with our our different audit teams. We have 14 different audit teams and a lot of uh, support offices as well at at GAO. So the plan reflects both the the audit work uh, that we're going to do with those uh, 14 audit teams, uh, but also um, operationally some of the priorities we have on our uh, uh, internal management side as well. So because it's built uh, from the ground up, I think a lot of people are invested in it. It's not, uh, it's not shelfware coming from the top down, uh, but uh, people have got a lot of skin in the game because they helped make it. What are the questions that you all ask each other internally as you're preparing to generate this, both at the very beginning, I guess, when is the beginning, and what are the questions that you ask each other from the very beginning about what should be included and how it should be presented? Right, we start about um, 18 months uh, out, uh, from when we, we publish, uh, and a lot of uh, what what we do internally is, is focused on assessing our environment, so understanding what is our internal operating environment looking like, and also what is uh, what are the external factors that might affect our work. And so, by doing um, some internal consultations, we get a bead on uh, what some of those issues are. Uh, for example, we might ask, um, take an assessment of what are some of our key strengths, and uh, ask uh, 
our folks that. Uh, what are some areas that we see as opportunities uh, to start developing new work? And we do that with each of our uh, uh, executives across GAO, and that starts giving us a compass for uh, the direction we think the plan's going to move in. Uh, and we bring that all together. Uh, we've had some uh, modules also at um, SES retreats where we uh, tee up some questions as well. So we're engaging people uh, all throughout that cycle. So Stacy, you lead strategic planning at Grant Thornton. How does what Stephen said compare to what you see at agencies? I think the bottom-up approach that Stephen has taken is an incredibly successful approach that I've seen taken at agencies and it builds that buy-in. Um, another thing that uh, Stevens group did was uh, a kind of futures trend analysis, which I think really helps orient people toward what kind of change are we looking to make in the future versus getting into what you described earlier, which is the, the wordsmithing and how many different groups can possibly get the right word in there that they want. It really orients people to what is it that we're trying to accomplish? So you mentioned futures. You're telling, you're trying to tell the future, anticipate the future. Talk a little bit more about that. Sure. Uh, you know there is a, a study, a field called futures, where the the idea is to look at the probability of different scenarios into the future and to think about how you might um, respond to those different scenarios so that you can shape what might be a surprisingly successful future for you. Uh, and that line of thinking leads you to sometimes have more open uh, thinking about the probable versus the, the planning side of it, which is very much what are we going to do, when, how, what are, how are we going to measure it, et cetera, et cetera. Are there actual crystal balls? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're really light. You toss them around, you juggle them. No, there are people who are futurists that, and I, I think you work with one on your staff, um, uh, who who facilitate this kind of a thinking. But it's really foresight and and uh, you know, thinking about the trends that you're seeing, both as the United States and our place in the world, which I think is a very important thing that you've done. How much of a strategic plan? is goal setting, we want to be at a certain place at the end of the four-year period, and how much of it is just these are the things that we are charged with achieving and this is how we intend to go about doing them? It's a bit of a mix, uh, Prince, where we've got a very high-level goals set out, uh, but underneath that there's a, a lot of detail in terms of uh, what we uh, expect to do in terms of specific work to uh, help Congress. So if you look at how we structured our plan this year, one of the changes we made was we broke the plan out into three um, separate sections. Uh, one talking about the um, high-level goals, uh, another uh, related to the trends, I'll come back to that in a minute, that uh, Stacy was referring to, and then the third, uh, what we're calling key efforts, and that's more at the micro level, uh, the tactical level, uh, the actual work we expect to do. Uh, over the next four years. And so we have that overarching framework of um, goals and objectives, but we can, um, beneath that, have some more granularity in terms of the more specific work uh, we expect to do. And we're also intending to um, uh, look at that again uh, in the coming years. So part of this process we designed for uh, this strategic plan was to uh, take another look at our key efforts over time. So. 
um, a lot of plans, classically you do them, they, they are issued and they stay static for four years. And, and so one of the challenges I think agencies have is how to keep people engaged with the plan um, through those all those four years. Uh, one of the things we're going to do to help with that is to update our key efforts uh, in those intervening years. Would it be wrong of me to be cynical about the fact that you have an idea of the work that you expect to do over the next four years? Because it, the, I, the primary way of you uh, going in a direction, I imagine, is a member of Congress saying, we'd like you to please look at this particular area. And if we know where the problems are in government that we want them to look at well enough to be able to predict them with some effectiveness for four years, I'm not sure that is a great statement about the work that the agencies have done to fulfill your recommendations and improve their processes in various areas in the past. Well, part of the work is sustaining attention where it, it's needed, um, and that would be in the category maybe of, of problems or uh, areas that, that we know need ongoing attention and that are well known. Um, others might be dealing with spaces that are emerging, and this is what where the um, uh, the trend work comes in and is so important. Uh, for example, uh, we talk in our trends about the effects of um, uh, AI and blockchain and genome editing and, and other um, science and technology uh, developments that are going to be impacting society and by extension um, policy. And so to, by identifying what some of those emerging areas are, we're ready to, to dialogue with Congress in terms of what their needs are going to be uh, in the intervening years. And um, already we've started up, just since the plan came out, um, a body of work on artificial intelligence. And so that um, it, the plan both calls attention to um, existing issues, but also sets the bar out there for um, future work that's uh, more emerging. So AI, blockchain, we, do, we talk about a lot of buzzwords here on FedHeads. Um, do you ever go back and say, where did I, where among the trends we predicted, did they really turn out to be buzzwords and not have real impact versus things that proved really true? Right. So, important distinction there, something we don't do is try to predict. Uh, if you talk to foresight practitioners, like the, the kinds of uh, people that Stacy was mentioning, uh, the good ones will say you never try to predict the future. You always want to. Um, uh, develop scenarios, think about different possibilities, but the moment you predict, you lock yourself into one potential outcome, that can be, that can be uh, risky. Um, but you, we're, we're a bit unique in my office, uh, I think across government, where we have both the foresight capability and the strategic planning capability for GAO in one single office. And we bring to bear on the plan and in the trends we develop for the plan, a lot of that forward-thinking uh, work, uh, especially in terms of engaging with um, the wider foresight community. There's a, a community of foresight practitioners around Washington uh, and also uh, practitioners across the globe, and so we work with them uh, quite closely. Robert, we don't go too far out on a limb in terms of trying to predict uh, you know, flying cars or something like that. We're looking at issues that are um, pretty clearly going to be impacting um, our world in the coming years. And those can be demographic trends that are well set. 
Um, those could be technology trends that are well set. Um, certainly the fiscal trajectory of the country on a long-term basis that GAO has done a lot of work on. Um, these are fairly well-known and well-established trends, and we're drawing attention to them and linking them back to the work GAO does. Could we do an episode on flying cars sometime? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that would you be get great. Test them. Oh, <laughs> that would be sweet. Well, unless they crash. Well, then I would only get to test one. <laughs> That's right. Stacy, you mentioned earlier uh, that you thought that the from the ground up approach that GAO undertakes mm -hmm. is really key to the success that they have there. What else could agencies do that, what could they learn from the process that GAO uses to produce this for their own strategic plans, understanding that they're in the mission delivery business rather than the audits and investigations business? Uh, sure, I think it's the same process regardless of which business you're in. The, the building the momentum from having the, the bottom-up exercise uh, does exactly that. It creates the momentum. The thing that I think agencies have to be careful of is once you generate that momentum, you have to be able to sustain it or get back to people because I have seen a ton of momentum generated and then everything fall off the cliff because people's words weren't taken into account. Mm -hmm. So it becomes very important to sustain that with a, a strategic communications function that follows right after that alongside your operational narrative, your performance management narrative, so that the momentum isn't lost. It is actually used to carry the plans into your next subsequent years. What was the biggest surprise in the strategic planning exercise? What, what really, what, what, and what should the um, the audience take as something that's uh, really unexpected? It's a lot of work. Uh, I think that surprises everyone <laughs> each cycle how much work it is. Because um, you got to make decisions, you got to make choices, right, about what's reflected in the plan. Yeah, you have to make choices. You have to think about ways to present it in a way that's engaging, both internally and externally. Um, there's a lot of, uh, of, of effort that goes into that front. So, but I, I think what is probably most surprising is um, when the when the product is done, when the plan is actually issued. Um, everyone has a, an ability to see very clearly what the mission is and what we're doing. And uh, it's important, I think, for organizations to set that out because it, it provides a compass and uh, helps us navigate in a, a very uh, busy and dynamic environment where you know, different policy questions are coming up constantly. We can go back to this and say, look, we, we put the time in, we put that effort in, and, and here's something that can help us navigate and understand um, where we should be headed. Stacy, what what advice would you give agencies on how to leverage this document? On how to leverage this document? I think this document does an excellent job of very succinctly describing the trends that we're all facing and all agencies will be facing. Some will have, you know, a, a larger part in the health and well-being section, some will have a larger part in the financial uh, but the, the, the trend analysis and the goals and objectives are very sound, um, very sound compass for, for the nation as a whole. So I think the document is completely leverageable by any of the agencies for, for its content and its process. Uh, final thought, Stephen. At what point do you evaluate 
the document and see whether it's produced what you wanted it pr to produce. You wait till you begin the process of the next one four years or so from now, or when do you go back and look at it again? Well, certainly in, in GAO's annual performance and accountability process, uh, we, we do an annual report where we look at ourselves and, and evaluate our performance. Uh, we're grading our performance against the goal structure in the plan. So we're constantly looking at uh, how well we're delivering on what's outlined in the plan. Uh, something else my office is um, doing is looking at, uh, you know, continuously how we can improve the planning process itself and what we can do next time that might be different um, over those four years. And we're working on that now. We're going to set up some focus groups, talk to people about how this process went, and then make uh, adjustments uh, going forward. So we're very engaged with it as a process as opposed to a, a point-in-time event. Stephen Sanford of the Government Accountability Office, uh, Stacy Selekis of Grant Thornton, thanks very, very much for joining us on FedHeads. Thank you both very much. Congratulations on this great product. I really do think it's a major contribution. Robert Che, thanks as always. Great, Great to, to see you. See you. Thank you. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.